What if I told you that the answer to some of your most pressing questions as a marketer or leader is a really good story? My name is Kelly Parker, and after spending over a decade bringing stories to life as a speaker, writer, and corporate marketer, I'm here to show you the easy way to create your own stories that connect, break through the clutter, and bring in cold, hard cash. Right here on Business Storytelling Made Easy. Hello all, welcome back to another episode. I hope you're doing amazing today. And today we are gonna talk about three ways to find the story in your product launch. If you've ever worked on a corporate marketing team, maybe you have found yourself in the following situation. Have you ever been in a situation where there's a product that's already been created or a service that's already getting ready to be rolled out and now you have this big, huge, overwhelming task of figuring out how am I going to market this product? How am I going to talk about it? How am I going to describe its benefits? How am I going to make it sound as enticing as possible? And I think the dirty little secret is that this whole process can feel intimidating and overwhelming even to those really, really experienced in the game. So today I want to talk about ways to integrate storytelling into the product development and launch process to make writing about the product easier, talking about the product easier, and hopefully to spark some creativity among your internal teams and align folks and get them on the same page. So before we dive in, I feel like the first thing we have to address is that product completion is not the time to begin discussing the story behind the product. It is not the time to begin to roll out what is the positioning behind the product and what is the story we're going to tell. It is far too late once the product has already been completed for us to start that process. But if we're honest, that happens a lot. Internally, inside of our organizations, a lot of times our teams are siloed We're all busy. So efforts get disjointed. A lot of times we wait too late to bring the right folks to the table to get aligned in terms of our story and our positioning. Because of that, the story becomes an afterthought and it creates a lot of stress and uneasiness. The whole process feels rushed. And at the end of the day, the team knows we did not do our best possible work. Because everybody knows the story, of course, should not be an afterthought. And so here are three ways to leverage storytelling throughout the process to make it more seamless. Number one, number one, ground your product development process around the story of the end user. Ground your product development process with the story of the end user. And so no longer are we waiting until we're almost done to start talking about this stuff, but we are going to make the basis and the grounding of what we're making and how we're making it actually around the story. I find too often we might make mention of the story at the kickoff meeting when we're talking about the idea and ideating and all that stuff. But it's really not an actual focus. And and, and in fact, it might be just kind of generic bullet points about who we're serving and kind of maybe what we do. You know, we help them save time. We help them save money, et cetera, et cetera. But we usually don't 
stay there. Let's just tell the truth today, shall we? A lot of times we might talk about that, that story element in the beginning, but then we end up getting distracted. And if you've ever been in this situation, you know exactly what I'm talking about. We might begin talking a little bit about story and who we're serving as our end user, but then we get distracted by things like cost. What are some of the most effective, you know, materials that we can use within our product? And we let that drive decision. Or we get distracted by deadline. You ever had to put something together really fast and make sure that your product is completed and you don't have time to play games. You just need to do what you need to do to get it done. And so whatever facilitates that begins to guide our decision making in our product development. Or sometimes we get distracted by cool features and benefits and cool bells and whistles that we can put on the product that we like, that we think are cool. But does that really serve the purpose and the story and the need of the end user? Mm. Sometimes we get distracted by hierarchy and politics. Sometimes we begin to make decisions about the product because so-and-so's boss said, because they had a meeting up there in the front office and they said, but does it really serve the ultimate purpose of helping an end user solve a problem? Maybe. Sometimes we get distracted by what the competition is doing. Well, they added lights on theirs. We need to add lights on ours. Let's get some lights going on it. So there are all these competing priorities, all of these competing uh, areas of input that sometimes distract us from the people that we are serving with real problems that we're going to come in and offer solutions for. The other thing I think we need to consider within our internal teams and ask the question, you know, sometimes everyone doesn't have the same level of understanding about the story, right? So perhaps, you know, the boss's boss's boss, hey, they are entrenched and they understand, you know, they've maybe been working on this for years and they have a very deep and intimate understanding about the story of the end user. But how is that story being passed along and communicated in a consistent way so that everyone on the team from top to bottom, cross-functionally, has an intimate understanding of the end-user story that we are entering into. Sometimes we have different levels of understanding and that begins to be an issue. And so to truly ground ourselves and ground our product development process in the story, everybody from the top to bottom needs to be entrenched into that story. That story has got to be the basis where everything about our product or service flows. And it's got to be the, the way that we talk about our product or service. So then that way, the story serves as an anchor to guide our business decisions and ensure that what we end up at the end with actually serves that person. And isn't, I worked at a company and we used to call them, um, Franken products or Frankenstein products. I don't remember, but the idea is what you end up at the end is like, it's almost like a little monster because it's got this. Cause you said that it's got this. Cause I wanted this. It's got this. Cause I saw that on TV. I thought that was cool. Like we're all over the place and what we end up at the end with isn't really what we intended to. 
So the story serves as an anchor. It serves to keep us focused. And so to ground ourselves in that we have to begin with story, but also continue with story. So what are some of the ways that we can do that? Well, when we begin the discussion about developing a product, it shouldn't just be about, you know, how long the electrical cord is going to be and how big it's going to be and, you know, how many lights it's going to have or, or what have you. But along with that, what is the story? Who is the person that we are serving? And what is the specific ways that this product is going to impact them? The other thing I put forward is where do, do people go to hear or see about this story? Because we can't just talk about it once. That's kind of the beauty of a story. It's got to be told over and over again. We have to be able to access the story over and over again. So let's say I'm new at your company. I'm new on your sales team. I'm new in your marketing department, whatever the case may be. I'm someone that touches this product. Where do I go to learn the story of our end user? Where? What do I do? Do I set up a meeting with my boss? Is there like a PowerPoint somewhere? Where do I go to do that? We got to have an answer for that. And it's got to be the same for everybody so that everybody can hear and see the same story. So a couple things to think about with that different ways to communicate that same story. So maybe it is some sort of PowerPoint template, perhaps. But within that, let's use pictures. Let's use even more pictures than words. What's a simple way to get the images and the the idea of what we're doing across to somebody? Integrating images and words, right? And it could be that you're recording yourself talking through this presentation. So it's not just me reading through the slides, but it's also hearing somebody talk it through. And we're housing this somewhere where people can get to it easily and are encouraged to do so. So that could be one way to think about it. Another way to think about it could be, you know, even the spaces within the spaces that we work in, how do we reinforce the story? Is it those same visuals on the walls of the meeting rooms that we work in that remind us of the story that we're entering into with our end user? Even as we meet with our status meetings about the product, you know, what are the items on the agenda that point us back to the story? Are we asking each other questions that point us back to the stories? We begin to get lost in the details of specific products, uh, product features and benefits. Does everyone in the room have the ability to challenge one another? John, I like that idea, but how does it serve the end user? How does it serve the story of the end user? Another thing to think about is how do we simplify our story as much as possible to make it repeatable? And something that we're actually talking about as we enter into the, this process of developing the product, that it's not just, you know, something in the background, but every step we make, we're, we are reinforcing this idea of story and we're onboarding people with the story. Now then, that's number one, grounding ourselves, grounding our product development process around the story. Number two, after that's all done, 
we want to then get into creation mode. So when it's time to actually create the product, we want to create it around our end users, problems and pursuits, problems and pursuits. So we all know that any good story has some sort of problem, discomfort, pain, tension, etc. And so our products and services are entering into our consumer story right at that point where they're having a big problem. They're having some sort of discomfort or pain. Here we come with an answer. So here's the deal. Does everyone on the team intimately understand the specific problems that your product solves? We might have a generic understanding in terms of, you know, again, we save people time, we save people money or something like that. But do we have a more intimate understanding than that? And does everyone on the team have that understanding? Right. So again, making this public knowledge and something that's communicated and talked about a whole lot. It helps making uh, communicating the story of it all at the end so much easier. So here's a process to think about. So what specific problems does your product solve? Write them down. And hopefully you're able to take verbatim from something that your customer has already said that, you know, for a fact that. For example, they are frustrated that when I go on a really, really long workout, it's hard for me to find a water bottle that's keeping my water cold and I'm sick of it or whatever those things might be. Write them out, write them out in a place once again, where everybody can see. I know we have our spec sheets that says that, you know, the product is going to be 27 inches wide, et cetera, et cetera. But also where do we have? The three problems that we're solving, right? Those specific pain points of our consumer out of our consumer's mouths. Let's make that published material. Let's make that widely known, right? Let's make that something that's out there right in the forefront in front of our eyes that we return back to over and over again in a specific way. But you're not only going to write out that problem, but right beside it, write out the specific way that your product is going to solve that problem. Right. And so then this begins to serve as a guidepost and it illustrates how the product is coming in in the perfect way and entering into the consumer story. So now we're not just creating something with a bunch of different attributes. We've got some hierarchy going on. Right. So out of all the attributes of this product, we know the ones that really solve these core problems are paramount. Right. So we're basing things around problems. The other way to think about it is to base it around pursuits as well. So for instance, let's say I'm a busy mom. I'm juggling work. I'm juggling kids. I'm juggling, you know, my own personal life that I'm trying to get organized. Um, and I'm feeling disorganized, but I don't want to feel disorganized. I want to feel like that mom that has my life together, you know, that has my stuff together. So if I know that that's a pursuit of my audience, well, then my answer to that could be, you know what, this calendar app that we're creating, it's going to make you feel like one of those moms that has it all together, right? So speaking very aspirationally about who she wants to be. So the idea is instead of creating a story for a product that already exists, it's already here to actually create the product itself around the story. Yeah. So 
I like this because I don't know if you've ever been in this situation, but I know that I have. You kind of get to the end of the, the game here. The product is almost done and it's like, okay, market it. Talk about it. Go ahead. Make it great. Be creative. You can do it. <laughs> and you're looking at a spec sheet and uh, you just start praying because you're not really sure. Right. And so it behooves us to take the time on the front end to really build the product around that story and then things begin to write themselves and things become to become, not become to become, <laughs> they become very clear and everyone is aligned. And I think that's the power of this as well. What you think is important is the same thing as what I think is, is important because we've already had the conversation. And so number one, you're going to want to ground yourself and ground the product development process and story. And then as we begin to create create around the problems and pursuits of our end user around that story. So that when we get to number three, which is to market with a simplified, consistent story. Well, we've been working toward this the whole time. It feels like the next logical step, right? Now it's time to begin communicating what we've been talking about and working towards the whole entire time. So then the story doesn't become an afterthought. It's just a culmination of what we've already created. So let's break this down. A simplified, consistent story. Let me start with consistent. Consistent meaning this should be the same story you've been talking about the whole time, right? And it should be consistent across platforms. So your talking points for TV should be the same sort of things that you're talking about on social and the same sort of thing that you're talking on about online on your website, et cetera, et cetera, right? So making the biggest splash possible is about beating that same drum, this same story that's based on what our end user said over and over and over. And boy, is it tempting to switch it up a little bit. But the impact is in creating um, synergy by telling that same story that's gonna resonate with who this is for over and over and over. The other thing we want to think about is how do we simplify? Right? So at this point, that should really be the work. You already know the, the, the main idea, right? We've got that down, but how are we going to simplify this as much as possible? How are we going to make this as easy to remember, um, and really hone in on our main message as concise as we can? How are we going to do that? So, so really that's the work and it comes from getting a draft out there and getting some feedback and refining it and then getting some more feedback and refining it as opposed to, I know this is a, a trap that I've fallen into many times. You just work on it, work on it, work on it, and you want it to be right. And you waste a lot of time instead of getting it in front of internal teams, getting it in front of the end user to really test what's going to work and what's not going to work. Right. So really getting some stuff out there and getting feedback instead of getting stuck in your head. Right. And, you know, having a little bit of confidence in yourself, because at this point you have worked through it and you've been closely aligned with what that story of the end user is. And, um, just, just really going for it. I know that's a struggle of mine, just kind of getting in my head at times. But through this process, we're more likely to be 
a little more creative because now we're talking about a whole story about a person who's experiencing a problem. We can visualize certain details and imagery about that uh, experience that they're going through. Um, we also know that stories have to do with emotion, right? So we, we've come to connect with how they're feeling. So now we've come to understand that what we are talking about and doing is not just about features and benefits, right? It's about the story that we're entering into. And now when I go to describe that, huh, I got some, I got some thoughts. I got some ideas, right? It's not just about whether or not my product has a 30 inch cord or last year's 25 inch cord. Okay. That's not the basis of what we're talking about. We're talking about actually how we're able to improve and enhance an end user's life and making sure whenever possible to use our end user's language back to them. So ground your development process, product development process within story, create your product around the story, and then you're able to market and talk about your product and speak about it and give visuals for it with that simplified, consistent message. And so do the work on the front end to define what your product is and how it serves the end user instead of this back end thing that we get stuck doing a lot of times because we're short on time and not really aligned internally. And we're expecting a really heavy lift on the back end when the story was not clearly defined in the first place. So it becomes a lot more difficult. Part of what makes us successful is being devoted to inviting all players to the table on the front end. Whether we all work in different departments, we serve different functions, whatever that case is, we all need to be aligned around story. Not only that, it's about keeping people alerted of progress, updates, and changes along the way. It's about continuing that conversation. I think this question is super important to ask when you think about your organization and product development and story. How many people, here's the question, how many people that touch this product can tell the story? How many people, if you walk through the halls or if you set up a Zoom meeting with everybody that works is working on this pro project, how many people could tell the story? If it's not a whole lot of people, then it becomes, okay, well, have I shared with them the story? Have, are we talking about it enough? And if, if so, is that story simplistic enough? Does it feel complicated? Is it repeatable? With the goal being that anybody who touches this product knows the story. They could share about it in their sleep and they could do it in a very concise, succinct way. And so a launch, a true launch is about showcasing to the world what you've been working on all along. It's about the messaging you've been fine tuning the whole time. It's not about what we fall into a lot of times, scrambling to come up with the perfect copy and the perfect visuals at the last minute. <laughs> so I hope that these tips and this commentary will be food for thought for you as you ramp up for your next product launch and let storytelling lead the way. See you next time. Thanks so much for listening to Business Storytelling Made Easy. If you found this content valuable, 
make sure you share it with a friend or colleague. And as always, don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Bye.